Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the recorded service for McGregor Evangelical Mennonite Church. This recording is for April 25th, 2021, and we hope that this service is an encouragement to you wherever you are, and you can know that you're part of a bigger community and body of believers. Give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the hotly he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands.
Please bow with me now in a word of prayer. Our God, we come before you this morning, entering into what looks like another long road of lockdowns and restrictions. And it's hard not to get discouraged. It's hard not to feel like this is going to go on forever. It's hard not to feel isolated and alone. But our God, as we look through the pages of Scripture, we see far from loneliness, example after example of how you were with your people, of how you are with us, of how there is hope found in you because you love us and will act accordingly. And God, we pray, help us to remember this truth. Help us to remember the hope that we are to have in you. Help us to cling to it. Help us to cleave to it. Help us to be formed and shaped because of it. Our God, we pray, in light of these restrictions that have us down, as well as the many other things, in light of all of that, help us to turn our eyes to you so that we will be reminded of the hope that is found there. God, this we pray. And God, at the same time, as we look at all of the often terrifying things going on around us, we nevertheless know that with you, these things can be confronted. That with you, these things can be met head on. And so, our God, we pray, give us the courage we need to do just that. In a world filled with pollution, in a world filled with violence, Help us to be the ones that shepherd. Help us to be the ones that make peace in your name. In a world filled with people that do not know the wonder and the awe and the love that you bring, help us to be the ones to share that as far and wide as we possibly can. God, there is so much to do as we live as the people you created us to be. And so I pray over the week to come, our Lord, help us to do just that. In your name we pray. Amen. Luke 24, verses 36 to 48. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. 
You are witnesses of these things. And now we're on to the second of three Sundays talking about hope. True hope. Biblical hope. Something that with the world often seeming as scary as it does, we can use with talking about. Last week as we began to explore this topic, we found ourselves having to define what biblical hope actually is. That is... Hope that is based on the concrete certainty that our God keeps his promises, based on the concrete certainty that our God acts for those things that he cares about, and on the concrete certainty that anything our God calls for us to do has meaning, and as such has a bright future, because otherwise why would our God call for us to do those things in the first place? It is this understanding of biblical hope that then led to us actually looking at the things that we know that our God cares about, and as such that we know that our God will act in the benefit of. That is all of the creation that our God made and said was very good. And this includes us human beings who are a part of that creation, but who we learned are also made in the image of the God who made us. A truth that sets before us some tasks that if we do them with God's help, the world will be left in the kind of place that we hope it will one day become. A place where the horrors around us are no more. And those tasks that we are called to do as people made in God's image are shepherding God's creation, caring for ourselves and one another, and finally living in a relationship with God. A relationship that will inevitably drive us to live these lives that we were created to live. It was quite a full message, as you can tell, to be certain. So make sure to check it out if you haven't taken it in already. Uh, But while that service did tackle a lot, there are still some pretty big things about what it means to have a biblical understanding of hope and how to live in light of that that we didn't manage to get to. It is, after all, a very big topic. Even in three sermons, I fear we're only actually going to be able to hit on the major notes. But this is enough of a summary to bring us to today. The day when we talk about the next very important part of understanding what the Bible has to tell us about how to live in hope and how that should cause us to act today. For today, we will be arriving at talking about Jesus Christ. But to get there, first we actually need to talk a little bit about sin. And we have to do that because, as you undoubtedly noticed how our message ended last Sunday, it was on a pretty high, but also a pretty simplistic note. A pretty hopeful note, which was great, but it was simplistic all the same. And in our gut, I think we knew that. Because our lived truth is that as any of us who have ever tried to do the things that we as human beings were supposedly created to do, like care for creation, say by attempting to keep a house plant alive, or for any of us who have ever tried to care for other people, but have found ourselves in a fight that just tears everything apart. As we all know from trying to live in the way that we were created to live, it's just not simple. It's all fine and good to say that we should care for the world around us, for one another and for God, but when it comes down to actually doing that, well, that's, that's a whole other more complicated matter. But why is this? 
If we were created by God to care for his creation, and if we were created by God to care for ourselves and for one another, and if we were created by God to have a relationship with him, if we were specially made to do these things that we saw last week in Genesis 1, that we were created to do, then why is our personal experience of actually doing these things often so short of the mark? The answer is sin. For it's not long after the story of creation that we tackled last week that we see another story in the pages of our Bible. The story of the fall, of when sin entered the world, and the results of that. Genesis 3, if you want to read it on your own later. But in summary, when the fall happened, the things that we humans were made to do, to care for creation, ourselves and one another, and to have a relationship with God, as a result of sin we suddenly found ourselves rather bad at all of that. And so, because of sin, we found ourselves, in a matter of speaking, lost. We found ourselves less than what we were created to be, hence the name The Fall. We still to this day have that same drive in us to do all that we were made to do. Because we are still made in the image of God, we are still a part of that same creation that God said was good, then we still have this need in us to do these things. But where before we were called to care for creation, because of sin now, our attempts to do just that often end in misery and destruction. We're still called to be in a relationship with each other, but because of sin now, our attempts to do that often end with things just being worse. And most painful of all, though we are still made to be in a relationship with God because of sin, now our understanding of who God is has become so warped as for us to near lose sight of him altogether. And so it is because of sin that the hope we found in creation is now often so hard for us to see as we look at the world around us. For it is because of sin that it's hard to find the hope that God will keep his word because now we can hardly even see him most of the time. It's hard to find hope that God will act in the best interest of what he loves when the world around us seems to be on fire because of our sin. And it's hard to find hope that there is purpose in living as human beings as we were made to when so often all that we touch falls apart because of sin. In short, it is hard to see the hope that we found in creation because sin is now in the world too. But this is where Jesus enters the story actually enters the story again because as Christians we believe that Jesus was there in the story of creation as well. Look at John 1 to see just that. The God who created all things we believe is a triune God. God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son. Jesus Christ. Three distinct but also somehow the same. And this means that straight from the get-go Jesus is the God who loves his creation. Jesus is the God who acts for the benefit of all that he has made and it is because Jesus is this God who we have had hope in before that to this problem of sin that we have discussed the plan to deal with it was put into motion and so to sum up the entirety of the Old Testament if we human beings can no longer live in the hope that we were created to live in because we have lost our way due to sin well 
then the God who loves us and who never stopped loving us, Jesus included, was just going to have to show us the way himself. But how do you do that if a part of the problem of sin is that it makes it next to impossible for us human beings to see God with any amount of clarity? Well, you can see the solution to that problem in swaddling clothes placed in a manger almost 2,000 years ago. For born to Mary, we read in Luke 2, as fully human as you or I was Jesus Christ, the one that we know was a part of the God of creation himself. Jesus Christ, now also human, but also still very much so a part of that same God who we spent so much time finding hope in as we looked at what he did last week. And that the God who made human beings as they were meant to be was now a human being himself. That means there is now another person that we can see clear as day who does now know how to act as human beings were meant to act. And who as such we can know how to again act as human beings were meant to act if we just follow him. If we just have a relationship with him. This is why the next big part of the story of biblical hope is found in Jesus Christ. Because by looking to him, someone we can understand and follow because he is a human being like we are, and as such is understandable to us, then we can find a way through the fog that sin inflicts upon our lives as we try to live as we were meant to. It is in Christ and only in Christ that this sin can be dealt with. Because it is in Christ and only in Christ that we see a guide for how we can be fully human again. And because of that, truly address with his help the problems of the world before us. And so it is in Christ that the hope we talked about last week that we found in creation can be seen again. But as we know, well, as we were so lost to our sin when Christ was born, uh, so backward because of it, that by trying to stay true to our faith for what we thought that God wanted, we actually ended up killing him. It isn't a coincidence that of all the things that Jesus was charged with before his execution, heresy, and treason were on that list, but that Christ then rose from the dead. In that we see that our understanding of hope from creation is in Jesus set in stone. For because he rose from the dead, we know that even death itself is not enough to keep our God, who made all things, from working for the good of his creation as he promised he would. That he would go so far as to die to save us from our sins shows us that our God loves us as much as he did when he made us all that time ago, and as such undoubtedly would continue to work for our benefit. And that he would then rise from the dead shows us that finally, after so much time living in the scourge and the affliction of sin, there's finally in Jesus Christ a way out. If only you simply acknowledge that he is who he says he is and follow his example as he calls. That Jesus Christ, part of the God who made us, was born a human being that we can understand. That Jesus Christ lived a life that we can relate to and learn from. That Jesus Christ died to show us that he still loves his creation 
and that he rose from the dead and in doing so did away with the power that sin has over us by being for us the way through it, that Jesus Christ did this all for us is why we can still find hope in this often crazy world. Because that Jesus Christ did all of this for us is why now, my brothers and sisters, we can know how to be truly human as we were made to be again. Though we lost sight of the hope in creation because of sin, in Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection, we can find that hope again because clearly our God keeps his word if he chose to go through all of that for us. Though we lost sight of the hope in creation because of sin, now we can see clearly that our God still loves his creation if he would go through all of what he did just to reach out to us to guide us right. And though we lost sight of the hope of creation because of sin, in Christ we know our lives can have meaning again because now by looking at our Messiah, by following him, we again know how to live as human beings were made to live. And as such, with his help, we can once again tackle the issues of the world around us to bring this hope to everyone. Things may look bad in the world today, but what I am telling you now is that by following Jesus with his help, we can have hope, concrete hope, biblical hope, that it will all be set right in the end. And if you need proof of this, that there is this hope found in Jesus Christ and what he has done. That is why I chose our passage today. In it, the disciples who had not long before seen their Savior die, they met him again face to face. Look at my hands, Jesus says, my side. And then they watch him eat and they touch him and they see that he, though he raised himself from the dead and act as divine as is possible, is still a person through and through still a human being, the same as you and me. And because of that, he's still the answer to sin, the guide through it, the one on which our hope, even in this scary, sinful world, can still truly be rock solid because he is the one who gave us a way back to being as we were made to be. And so I invite you, live as people awash in this hope found in Christ. While doing that is made complicated because of sin, no one's going to disagree with that. Nevertheless, if we live as Jesus Christ lived, then we can know that we are living as we were made to, in a way that addresses the problems of our day to set things to right. If you want to live as you were created to live, as a human being made in the image of God, to love him, to love yourself and each other, and to love God's creation. It is by focusing on Christ that you can know how to do just that. So, my brothers and sisters, pray to him. Open your Bibles this week to the Gospels and drink them in. Spend the time to learn all that you can of his life in its entirety and emulate it. Model yourself after it. Talk with other believers about it. And you will find, as billions of Christians have before you, that it is in this 
that our task as human beings created in the image of God can be remembered, though our creation may seem dark and scary. By following Christ, clear as day again, you will see hope. And we can do more than this even. Do you want to build your relationship with God as we have seen that we are created to do? Then, my brothers and sisters, work to have a relationship with Christ. And you will do that to the point where you can even have surety that when you die far from simply being dead, you will instead be in the presence of the God who made you and said that you were good. John 3.16 Do you want to build your relationship with other people and yourself as you were created to do? Then why not open your Bibles this week to Luke 5, where pretty much every major way relationships crumble is listed right there, as well as the way to meet those issues head on. And this is only one passage from countless many that teach you how to do just that. The solutions They might seem like small things, but they can and they have moved mountains. And do you want to work to shepherd God's creation as we were also made to do? Then I tell you, live a life in imitation of our Lord, who chose a simple existence, a life that valued even the least of the birds, Matthew 6.26, a life in service. Live like this, and I guarantee you, Even though it might seem insurmountable, you will do just that. If you want to live a life that feels whole, a life that feels worth living, a life that truly matters, a life that is shaped to its core by the biblical hope that our God keeps his word, loves his creation, and gives us meaning, the only way to do that is to live the life human beings were created to live. The moment that we were made in the image of God. And the only way to know how to live like that truly now is to live a life following Jesus Christ. Do you want to have hope for the future? True hope, biblical hope? Then follow our Messiah. And not only will you gain just that, but you, with his help, will be a part of that hope as well.
Today's benediction comes from the book of Romans. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go now and serve our God.